Hey, it's Adam Bly, the marketing guy over at Rabino and Lang Wealth Partners and host of After the Paycheck. In this episode, I interview Sam, and, and not in person because of everything that's going on, but uh, I wanted to interview Sam to discuss a little bit more about everything that's going on in the world right now, not only with the with the pandemic, but also with people that are having to withdraw from retirement accounts right now, now that we're in a bear market, kind of what are some uh, things to watch out for when, when withdrawing from retirement accounts in a bear market. So we sit down and we discuss what is sequence risk or sequence of returns risk, uh, which is what happens if you retire and start withdrawing from your accounts when a bear market hits. Uh, who is most likely to be affected by sequence of returns risk? You know, whether you're in retirement, nearing retirement, or a few years out from retirement. And what uh, what are your options to kind of help avoid being affected by market downturn? And uh, we discuss a little bit more about the three separate buckets of money that Sam uh, will really get into the nitty gritty of in this episode. So again, if you're in or nearing retirement and uh, you have a lot of uh, your retirement accounts in, in stuff that's been affected by everything that's been happening recently or, you know, or you're concerned about the market volatility, uh, make sure you listen to this episode. So again, here is after the paycheck, what to watch out for when withdrawing from retirement accounts in a bear market. Enjoy. Welcome to After the Paycheck, the series dedicated to helping people to and through their retirement process. I am here today with Sam Lang, founder and CEO of Rabino and Lang Wealth Partners. And uh, as you can tell, we're doing things uh, very remote today. Social, we're following social the rules, Adam. Following the rules, yes. Uh, which actually brings me to kind of what the topic of this episode is, is we wanted to make sure we made something a little bit more timely uh, for what's with everything that's going on in the world right now. So... Uh, Sam, thank you for joining me. First of all, I know that's been a little bit crazy for the past past few weeks for for everyone. I'm actually looking forward to this. Been going a little stir crazy at the house, so <laughs> yeah, looking forward yeah, to I doing this video feeling. with you. <laughs> it's good. It's good to see a familiar face, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the the kind of the genesis for the topic of this week's uh, episode is about people who are currently withdrawing from their retirement accounts now that we're in a bear market and some, kind of some things that we should be aware of as we're heading into that. And this is something that you you talk to a lot of people about over the years about something that they should be watching out for. Sure. And what, you know, like, so uh, what I think every, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, can you, can, can you elaborate a little bit more on that? Yeah. You know, I think we talk a whole lot about people's retirement journeys. So, you know, listen, uh, when you said we're in a bear market, I don't think there's anybody that's watching this video that's not aware of that situation right now, what's going on, very volatile times, challenging times, uncharted waters to say the least. So we just have to be mindful and careful of sort of how we do things, right? But if you're 20, 25 years away from retirement, hey, listen, we live in the United States of America, things will come, come back, back to normal, things will get better. So you get that time, right? It'll come back. Mm -hmm. But there's a term that I think people sometimes are familiar with, but maybe not quite understand exactly what it is. And I want to help break that down a little bit. It's called sequence risk, or sometimes people refer to it as sequence of returns risk. And that's where really can, can sort of do a double whammy, especially if you are in need of that pool of savings and you're withdrawing from that money. So just envision uh, if you're in your retirement journey, and you planned on retiring at the end of this year, and your 401k was, you know, a million dollars before this started, and now it's eight hundred and ten thousand dollars. But you were taking, you were planning on taking, say, forty thousand dollars out a year. 
Well, you don't have a million to take 40 from. Now you got 800 to take 40 from. So it's right. a strain on that pool of money. And sequence risk is just part of it. It's just bad timing. You know, we have a couple of years of, of what's going on right now. And you're no longer deferring that money. You're no longer adding to to your pool of savings, but in fact, it's the complete opposite and you're withdrawing from it, that risk can be that you really put that principle in jeopardy to go down too fast. Okay, uh, so from what I hear from other people, I guess it depends on where you are in your stage of life, because people are telling me that like, hey, just leave your money in your 401k because it's gonna bounce back. As I, and you know, there's some people that have had great years for the first couple of years and then some, down years for the as they head into retirement and then vice versa some people that are you know just coming into the workforce now in a bear market and are going to do well as as they come out into the 401k what's different between someone my age right now in my strategy for for contributing to my 401k or thinking about my retirement planning versus somebody who actually is about to retire or heading out like you said there's that there's that initial drop but can you leave it in there and hope that's just going to kind of work sure. its way back sure fair question you know we've done a bunch of simulations, hundreds of tests. And during your accumulation phase, and we've got each, we've actually even gone back to year 2000 when the first time, at least in my adult lifetime, that we've experienced a severe drop, right? 2000, 2001, 2002, and then of course yeah. again in 2008. And we've done simulations, we've done studies, and during your accumulation phase, if we took that same return and just moved them uh, just swap them around a little bit. Yeah. At the end of the day, it almost doesn't matter because you're not touching that money. And if you start with you know X and you end with Y, regardless if you leave it alone, sort of where those sequence of the actual returns fall into place, you'll be ahead. You'll have more than you started with, just like you, Adam. And somebody says, "Hey, you know what? Leave it alone. You'll be fine." Well, you're in your thirties. Right. You know, you got another 25, 30 years to go and it will be fine. You will be fine. The major <laughs> difference is when you don't have that time to leave it alone. And in fact, as I just, the example I just talked about, if right. you're nearing retirement, you are depending on that money to use for additional income or worse yet, you're, you're in retirement, you're actually withdrawing the money. That's when it can really become a slippery slope. Well, it, how so? Well, if you, uh, let's, uh, let's use that as an example. Let's pretend same person, you have a million dollars, it's year 2000, uh, you retired, you're not contributing to, the, to your 401k anymore. You say, hey, you know what? I'm gonna take out 50 grand a year. I got a million bucks, should be no problem. Well, if the market goes down, let's say 15%, you now don't, you don't have a million dollars anymore, right? You have right. 850. You take out eight. You take out fifty thousand dollars. What do you have at the end of that one year? You have eight hundred. So taking fifty thousand from a million. I don't want to get too sort of technical right now, but yep. that's a five percent withdrawal rate. If you take out fifty thousand from eight hundred thousand, that's closer to a six percent withdrawal rate. Right. Okay. So you're now let's say in year two thousand and one, you take out another fifty. So that's now your principal balance is seven fifty. But let's say the market goes down another 10 or 15%. So now you're at, I don't know, 600. So you got my drift there. That principle is eroding very quickly, a lot faster than you can probably afford for it to erode because maybe you're only in your 60s, you have good genes, you eat right, you go to the gym and exercise and you, you might live to 90. So you need that pool of money <laughs> to last for a long time. 
Um, you know, we've seen situations when people have called us and say, hey, look, you know, I retired eight years ago. I had a million dollars in my mid-70s, and I only have, you know, 350 left, but I still need to take $50,000 out a year. You know, what, what can you do? You are the victim of sequence of returns, that, and you didn't sort of properly plan for that. So I think, and, and we're in some challenging times right now, and that's why we're having this video for some of our, our folks that's visiting with us. Just mm -hmm. you, need, you need to understand, if you are in retirement or very close to retirement, this is the time to make sure that you understand what lies ahead and how a negative return in one year or even two years, even three years, can have a very negative effect on your principal balance, especially when you withdraw money. So let's, like you just said, let's say I am that person that's about to retire or I'm currently in retirement. What are my options? If I'm, if I currently have a million dollars or whatever, now 800,000 now in my portfolio, and I think I'm still gonna bleed out money, what can I do to mitigate that, that risk okay. or that loss? Great question. I, and I think, if you look back in the last 10 years, we've had almost an 11-year bull run, bull market run, and mm -hmm. it's been pretty easy. You know, So if you were that person that took a lot of your money, put it at risk, enjoyed a great return, and you say, hey, you know what? This is fantastic. Your life's going to be fantastic. Um, you're really feeling the heat right now. So we've always, at our firm, when we actually meet with clients, we've, we've been a big proponent and have always sort of promoted understanding the bucket approach, which is just understanding each, where you put your money has a specific purpose. You know, um, I like to look at, for most people, and everybody's different, right, because there's no two people alike, but for most people, you should have three buckets. You, have, you should have a liquidity bucket. That's just money in the bank. I have a liquidity bucket probably for about two years worth of living expenses. It's probably a little bit more than most people, but I have two kids in college, so I need that liquidity. <laughs> and right now, as we're talking, I mean, I think people understand why you need to have money liquid, because maybe you got laid off, maybe maybe you got a pay cut, you know, for a variety of reasons, you need cash at hand. So a liquidity bucket is pretty important. The second bucket is what we call, refer to as the foundation of your income. Whatever tools you use, whatever products, strategies you use, people use bonds, annuities, uh, essentially build your own pension, which we know that no matter what happens, if we're, you know, if the Dow's here or the Dow's here, that bucket of money is designed to give you your, your, the income that you need each and every month. And then the third bucket is your growth bucket, which is where nobody likes to take risks, but where you're willing to take on some risk. Um, my third bucket is down a little bit right now, but I'm going to leave it alone. I'm not going to touch it. I don't need it for income. I know it's going to eventually come back. So when you said what, what are some things that people should be considering right now, if you are nearing retirement, there's no better time to make sure that you sort of at least understand and consider that bucket approach that we talked about and why it's yep. important. Okay. okay. So Absolutely. I think that goes to kind of like what you just talked about with the, with the firm about how you guys are really mapping out people's plans, you know, that three buckets, making sure that everyone's well balanced and everything that they're doing. Um, but to go a little bit more deeper into each of those buckets, the, the liquidity one's pretty straightforward. Hey, you know, sure. you kind of want to have cash in the bank. That middle one where you said um, people need to have kind of th that, I don't want to say safety. Um, what's the word I should be saying? Safety is like good. There's nothing wrong with safety. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, like that the, that, hey, here's, here's money that is 
doing something that that's not sitting in a bank and liquidity, but it, it's got some growth potential, right? But you're saying what are I guess what are some options inside of that bucket that people so can I think take advantage I think of? the at the end of the day in that bucket whatever you decide to use you're trying to build certainty you're trying to build some guarantees you, you know, certainty in an uncertain world is a pretty good thing so <laughs> if I know for instance I need two thousand dollars more a month no matter what I want to essentially create my own pension for as long as I I'm alive for that two thousand dollars there's a variety of tools that people can use. Every firm is different. In our company, we like to at least consider using a fixed index annuity. Okay. Uh, annuities are sort of just nothing more than a contract with an insurance company. Some are good, some aren't so, so hot. What we like to use is the ability to control your principal. Worst okay. case scenario, when you speak about safety, the worst case is you don't lose your principal. Your principal is never in jeopardy. But the worst case is you could earn a zero rate of return and if I was comparing that to my own Fidelity account, which might be down some 12%, I'd rather earn zero than be minus 12. Right. But the, the flip side is that we get to earn some decent rates of returns. Um, okay. And not to talk specifics, but had an annual review with a client just two weeks ago. And a year from this taping, a year ago from this taping, he earned double digits in his fixed index annuity with zero risk to principal. But in that case, some of these things, again, not to get too technical, but we can build in there where we can guarantee somebody an income stream regardless of how long they live. So that's some of the tools that you would think about using in that second bucket. Um, and in the third bucket, just your traditional stuff, mutual funds, ETFs. You know, uh, Most people that's watching this probably know that we have a team approach here at the company. My two partners, John and Ryan, they, and they do a fantastic job building that third bucket. Gotcha. So going to like kind of the pros and cons of each of these buckets, pros of the liquidity bucket is it's cash on hand. You can cash it and do whatever you want. The downside would be, you know, I'm making a whole lot. You're not making my, my 0.05% of my, in my bank well, account. Well, you could probably do a little better than that. I have a capital one account. <laughs> I think is paying like 1.4, but you know, that's what I'm excited yeah. about, but it's liquid. It's there. You can access it anytime you want. There's no penalties. Again, the, the downside is that it's not there for you to make money. You know, gotcha. Okay, and then on the other, on the extreme side, of, no, I shouldn't say extreme, but there's the that liquidity bucket. There's the, the and then the safety bucket. What are some pros and cons there? You said the the pros are you can't lose your principal, right? Yeah. So anybody that's considering that, generally, you might say something like, "Well, you know, what can I do not to lose principal? Just don't lose the money. You know, how do I protect the foundation of my savings?" That's that's the pro. You you cannot go backwards. The okay. downside is that again, depending on the product you use, there might be some uh, for, uh, might be some trade-offs on liquidity. You might not be able to access all of your money at once. Uh, okay. And listen, if if things go like this, right? In, in 2019, what did the S and P do for return? Strong double digits, right? Close right, to like 30 percent. Right. Well, listen, you're not going to earn 30 percent in in these type of instruments, but you're not going to feel sort of left out because you're sitting on the sidelines like a bank account. You earn reasonable rates of interest with safety of your principal. The downside is that you might not make as much. Okay. And the downside is that there might be some trade-offs in terms of how much money you can access without a penalty. Gotcha. Perfect. And then the, the third bucket, which is the growth bucket, is 
pre-equivalent to being pretty self-explanatory right? you know the, the yeah. upside is that you can make a lot the downside is that your principal is at risk and you can lose money gotcha so when somebody is considering these three buckets is is there i mean i guess you could diy yourself right and just kind of say like oh hey i'm gonna put this there and and I don't want to give people like ballpark like oh hey because everyone's situation is unique so I don't want to yeah. I don't want to make that recommendation Precisely. I know that you guys never do either we but. don't we I mean we have rules of thumbs that we sort of start with but every person is different so generally speaking what we we what we would do is we would work backwards we might see somebody they might say hey listen I have a I have a pension I have Social Security uh, but I need seven thousand dollars a month and my income sources come to $6,000 a month. So I'm I'm $1,000 short. And I know there's inflation. I know I need to probably take out a little bit more than 1,000 because I have to pay taxes. So what? how much should go into bucket one, bucket two, bucket three? We just simply run an analysis for you. And we'll say, hey, look, if you put in of your you know $800,000 in your 401k, if you put in $335,000 into bucket two, that will generate the thousand dollars net amount of money you need every month so now we can take six hundred thousand or five hundred thousand or whatever the balance is and if you consider putting it into into bucket three even though it might go down at some in certain years like right now but overall it's in the long run it's going to go up Um, okay and if it's going down we don't have to worry about taking money from there we don't have to worry about disturbing it and and going and rate it and selling at a loss we know that our day-to-day our our income gap, what we need to live our re- sort of dream retirement every single day is in bucket number two. So that's that's our approach. We run a plan. Okay, nice. So if I'm either nearing or in retirement right now in, in today, my options are kind of do nothing and, and you know risk whatever's going on right now. You're just basically in a ride, whatever's going on with your current retirement um, retirement plans, I guess. Well, you can always do nothing, order. you know? Yeah. I mean, I think, to Adam, to speak to your situation, probably doing nothing is the right thing. Maybe just rebalance a little bit, well, but leave it alone, right? Because right. you're in your 30s, you'll come back. But think about the person that retired in 2000. If you did nothing and you just said, hey, you know what, I hope it's going to come back, eventually it will come back. But guess what? If you need the same amount of money to live on, taking... 50,000 from a million dollars versus taking 50,000 from maybe $600,000 is an entirely different situation, right? right? Taking 50 grand from a small pool of money puts a tremendous amount of strain on that money to get back to, to the higher number. That's where that sequence of, of returns risk really runs. Really so I think okay. to, to just bluntly answer your question, you know, doing nothing for somebody that's nearing retirement or are in retirement or what we refer to as the retirement red zone, like I'm really close, I'm within five years, that's probably not a great option. You know, <laughs> right. at least get a second opinion and, and, and understand where your, where your risk and where your deficiencies are. Gotcha. So, yeah, I mean, you do, like I said, you have the option of doing nothing, but it's probably not the smartest thing in the world. Another option is kind of to try and DIY it yourself, I guess, but again, you're running into the same situations where if you don't know what's going on and how to properly balance things, you could mess up your, your situation even more, right? You know, we find when people DIY, do it yourself, um, listen, plenty of people are absolutely capable of doing it, but they just really look at it from a, a standpoint of how well is this asset performing? You know, how, how's my rate of return? Am I, can I do better than 
my cousin or I, I, I gave it to a pro and I actually did better on my own. They don't really look at it from a sort of a holistic standpoint where it fits gotcha. in, what happens if I leave it alone, I take income out. They, they essentially don't have a, a written retirement plan. I think that's the difference there. Okay. And then the third option is to actually just talk to a professional and, and like you said, get that written retirement plan. So that way, you know, it's testing itself against other things and other outside factors. Yeah. We've been, I think, a great resource to a lot of people answering questions. You know, we have the radio show, Just Don't Lose the Money. We've taken field of some calls. Uh, you know, what do I do now? And it's not that we would recommend every person, you know, a, a solution because sometimes people are just fine the way they are. Mm-hmm. But getting that second opinion, I think it's it's very a valid it's a valid thing to consider doing today. Okay, awesome, Sam. Thank you very much. Uh, the, anything else? Anything else that we should we should touch upon here? But so before I was just happy know. to get get out of the house and you know or go go into my <laughs> office and and do some stuff. But uh, no, this is everybody should say you know do your part, stay safe, social distancing, and um, hopefully you know things will be back to normal pretty soon. There we go, Sam. Thank you very much. Hey, uh, thanks, if you Sam. have if you have any questions or you want to set up a time to, to, to chat with John, Sam, or Ryan uh, about your financial situ- uh, situation, head over to afterthepaycheck.com and submit a form at the bottom of the page. Uh, until next time, take care. John Conley and Ryan Marston are investment advisor representatives of Retirement Wealth Advisors, Inc., an SEC-registered investment advisor. Rabino and Lang Wealth Partners, LLC, and Retirement Wealth Advisors are not affiliated. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. This information should not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with a professional specializing in the fields of tax, legal, accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Insurance and annuities offered through licensed professionals of RNL Insurance Agency, LLC, Mass Insurance License 1783398.